Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today, I brought a doctor on, because why not? Every once in a while, we bring on some super experts. Sometimes we just bring on super experts in the field of relationships, but today we're bringing on super expert in the field of bodies, because guess what? Your body is the thing that has pleasure. So we should optimize these babies and get them happy and healthy and on track. So today we're gonna to optimize your health and sexual performance with naturopathic Dr. Colby, who is an amazing dude that I've known for several years. And I just got inspired about a month ago to invite uh, he and his business partner, Dr. Alex to come on and we'll be having Dr. Alex on in a, a month or two, probably. So uh, talking more about more health uh, related things. So. Dr. Colby, uh, for me, is one of these like guys, I'm going to give him a bio from my perspective of who I think Dr. Colby is. I love so, it. <laughs> yeah. So the way I see you is you are like this guy who goes out and will try everything and anything to gather knowledge to assist all the people that you want to work with. Uh, that's my summary of you. Um, I've seen you even like through social media and all the things you've been doing over the last few years that... Uh, You'll, you know, you'll even go jump in the frozen waters of Lake Michigan just to see what it does for you, right? Like, you'll, you don't just say, go do this. You actually live the things that you recommend, which is such an amazing thing. Because with a lot of doctors, like regular allopathic doctors, they often recommend things. And then you see them on the sidelines, drinking booze, drinking coffee, and like getting their bodies super toxic. And, but they're trying to tell you to be healthy, but they're not actually following their own instruction. So what I love about you and Dr. Alex is you guys actually follow your own advice as much as you possibly can and, and try and like live what you're preaching. And, and to me, that's so key. Like if you can't live it and if you haven't lived it, it's not really that easy to facilitate for others. So um, I know too that uh, you and Dr. Alex too. So together they have something called Haven Holistic and you can access these doctors from anywhere in the world. You don't have to live in the US, which is where they live, but you can access them from anywhere in the world because of the work they do. You can get them anywhere. You don't have to go walk into their office. So actually I want you to talk a little bit about the work that you do Colby so that people are kind of aware of what they're, um, who they're listening to and like what you offer. Sure. Yeah. So um, obviously we own a holistic medical practice and really what we do is we help to educate and empower all of our patients around what we call the four pillars of health. It's a mindset, detox, nutrition, and vitality, or like, what can you do in your life to actually create the conditions for health to allow your body to be optimal? And so everything that we preach and everything that we educate on is 
they're all things that we have implemented or tried to introduce in our own lives. Because in my opinion, doctor actually means what the, the historical Latin term of doctor means teacher. Right. And so from my perspective to actually create health and to actually concentrate on healthcare, not sick care, we have to educate all of our patients. And for us, it's our, I would say it's actually our, it's actually our mission to educate the large population as a whole so that they can be empowered and educated to know that you're in the driver's seat, like <laughs> your health and how you feel every day, how you sleep every day, how you relate every day, how you have sex. All of these is just a reflection of the conditions that you've created in your own environment. So let's talk about some of those things in the environment that might not be so conducive to health. What's, what are some of the top you things start? you see? Yeah. Okay. Let's just start with like, <laughs> let's start with number one, like our shelters, like what's going on in homes for people that are super toxic. Great point. I mean, there's, again, everything that we do is about just education. And so what I always say to almost all of my patients is how did our ancestors live? Right. Because that's how we've evolved for thousands of years and not until the past maybe 100 to 120 years have the conditions of where we live changed so drastically, right? So how did our ancestors live? They slept either on the ground or they had a thin mat that was raised off the ground a bit. So they were actually connecting with the earth over eight plus hours every single time they went to bed. Well, what else happened and how we evolved is that we evolved with what? With the sun and with the moon right? So people weren't staying up late on their computers, on their phones and all of these things. They were being exposed to specific wavelengths of light, which allows for what? All of your hormones to be optimal, which your, your hormones directly control many of the major functions throughout your entire body. So those are just two easy things that I think most people don't even connect. They're like, oh yeah, like that does make sense. Like we did sleep on the ground. We didn't blast ourselves with LED artificial lights every night, right? Yeah. Like all of these things have such a profound impact on our health. I don't even think just because of convenience, most people have any idea that it could be potentially negatively impacting your health in the other direction. Absolutely. And, and there's, there is so much going on in the home environments that we don't even think about, you know, people don't even, it's, it's interesting for me when I work with people as well. And they're like, no, I don't have tech on in my room. I'm like, okay, can you show me your, your room? Like, just, can you video your room with me? Like, just walk me through. And you can see there's a TV in the bedroom. You can see they've got a laptop beside them. And you can see like, there's a Wi-Fi router right beside their head. And they're like, but there's no tech in my room. I'm like, I don't know what you constitute tech as. Yes, you don't have an AI sex doll in your room. That is tech too. <laughs> you do have tech in your room. So I'm not 100%. sure what constitutes tech for people, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a little bit confused and having any of that running. Uh, so I live in the middle of nowhere, which, you know, but maybe the viewers don't. And so for me, even at night, when all of our Wi-Fi is unplugged, when all of our tech is off, 
unless I've turned off my source for electricity in the house, I can still hear electricity running through the walls. And when you live in a really quiet environment, you can actually hear this stuff. And when you, when you become aware of how much of it is around you constantly bombarding you, these are noises and, and frequencies that we're like interacting with. It's quite shocking how much of this we're just like, we're saturated in it all the time. Totally. And like for, for me, I mean, I even see that the majority of people I know, they sleep with their Apple iPhone watch on, right? Or their phone is like right next to their head charging because that's their alarm. Yeah. And so in my opinion, right, the society and culture that we have, technology also offers some amazing opportunities like this right here. Like we're able sure. to connect and have an amazing conversation that's, that we're able to spread out to other, to other individuals as well. But with, with that, I think it's just about understanding your own personal exposure and what you can do to basically mit mitigate that exposure to the highest degree, especially to you with your phone, with your watches, with your computers, with your Wi-Fi, because that's going to be the biggest exposure to all of those frequencies that can potentially negatively impact your health. Yeah. So let's talk about this in a, in a fun way. We're going to throw this into the whole category of how could these things possibly affect our sex drive and our sexual performance? Like how is that connected? That's a phenomenal question. Yeah. And I think where I always like to start with that is just to talk about just how the body, just like, what are the basics, right? I think, cause if I think if we start there, it'll make a lot more sense about how these things can actually impact our health. Right. Mm -hmm. So so our hormones, they control many of the glands and organs that happen within all of our body, right? This is all controlled by the autonomic nervous system. These are things that you don't even think about that happens every day, like taking a breath, like digesting your food, falling asleep, right? Like all of these things you want, like digest my food, like that just automatically happens, right? Which is why it's called the autonomic nervous system. And so what happens when you're exposed to all of these frequencies that it can actually impact the calcium channels that are basically small little channels within your cells that allow for all of your cells to function at an optimal rate. And so when you're constantly bombarding yourself with all of these man-made frequencies, what it can do is it can impact the actual cell and the ability for the cell to produce energy. Well, if your cells aren't producing energy, do you think that your body is going to want to conceive? Like, do you, why would your body be like, oh, now it's time for me to produce a child or let's tap into that specific energy so that our bodies can, can allow for the next generation to move on. I would say probably not like your probably body. Not. It might just want to try and survive, right? It's just like, I'm just trying to survive here. Exactly. Right. Reproduction, not necessary. 100%. And, and again, that's one branch of the autonomic nervous system. It's the fight or flight branch. So when that's constantly revved up to the highest degree, your body is not going to be in a calm, stable, graceful place to actually want to produce an offspring. And so that's one of our whole paradigms in terms of education is like, when's the last time you actually felt calm, like actually felt relaxed? Because many people, especially in very urban, urban areas, they 
I don't think they feel calm ever throughout the entire day. So how can you expect your body to want to feel pleasure, to want to have some of these amazing chemical reactions take place that allow for literally life to be reproduced? Why would your body want that to happen when it's constantly under threat? It really wouldn't, right? If, if, if we just take it to like a different perspective of looking at it as if, if you are under siege in a war, your priority is not to reproduce usually, unless you're a Viking and you've gone through battle and then you're like, now let's just do this in case we Let's die. Go. I love Vikings. Okay. <laughs> But otherwise, they're probably the target is let's get through this battle and see how we survive and see if we can actually have life after this. We don't really usually look at our lives and our health uh, in terms of we're under siege, but we actually are under siege, not just from these things we're talking about tech wise, but we're we're also going to talk about nutrition on this show as well, because Dr. Colby works a lot with nutrition in their practice um, and a lot of other things. But we're going to talk about that as well, because we we can definitely put our bodies under siege with uh, different types of foods too that we're eating that might not be happy and healthy for us. So one of the things that um, we talk about a lot on this show too, Colby, is traumas and like how they affect the mm. autonomic nervous system as well and how that, that impact gets you in fight or flight and maybe you never get out of it. So we do, uh, we do often relate to a lot of those um, processes in the body so that people can get that if you have had trauma at some point and then and then now we have these other exposures to things where your body is constantly re-traumatized it never gets out of trauma mode then the chances of any kind of thrival is pretty slim and in fact your body starts to kind of almost degrade right and it starts to create disease and all kinds of malfunctioning going on so we're going to try and look at some solutions for this. Like what, let's just even look at the tech for this moment. It's like, yes, we're under bombardment of this tech constantly. What are some things people can do today? Cause I love, you had a video that you put out today on Instagram or yesterday and you're like, just start with the little things. So what's one little thing they could start with today to start in their home on that. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night, put your phone on airplane mode at night before you go to bed two easy steps that are going to mitigate your exposure that are going to allow your cells to actually recover, especially when you sleep. Yeah, that's a super easy one. And there's more to be added, but that's a super easy one to start with. I fully agree. It's one of the first things I tell people when Got they it. come to me is like, just turn off your effing Wi-Fi yes. to make it easy. So awesome. So I think one of the other things to, to keep in mind um, is that a lot of people actually have a fear of turning off their Wi-Fi. Like if they do it, what if their alarm doesn't go off or uh, all these other things that might happen? Like, oh my God, I need to have my, my sound machines going or I need to listen to meditations while I'm sleeping or I can't sleep. So what, do you, what is going on for a body that actually requires that kind of level of stimulation that they swear, they swear they can't sleep without it? That's a really good question. And I would say for me to answer that, I probably have to hear the person's story first mm -hmm. and really try to like uncover what that means for that person. But as just a general comment, I would say that similar to caffeine, right? If you've ever been on caffeine and then stopped your first, I don't know, anywhere between like three to seven days, you're like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? And then what's interesting is that after a while of you being off caffeine, 
you tend to have more energy throughout the day because you aren't pushing the body in specific directions that it doesn't necessarily want to go in. And I think similarly to the conversation about stimulation, whether it be the sound machine or whether it be constantly on your phone, on social media, all of these things, it's about just coming from a place of self-compassion and awareness and really uncovering what do we need as humans to thrive? I think that's like the fundamental question that if you ask yourself that question from a place of love and compassion, then I think inherently the world speaks to you, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in energy, whatever term you want to throw in there, you know what you actually need. It's about just peeling back some of those things to actually be in a place and to be in a position where you don't have some of this stimulation so you can actually hear and feel. Yes, yeah, I, I love that's, that answer. That's healing. Yeah, I love that answer. And it, it is a great summary. And yes, it does get more specific with people as well. Um, and of course, by all means, if you guys want to know about how to get into specifics of your body and your health, remember to connect with Dr. Colby. You can find him at Haven Holistic. You can follow him on social media as well. And all the links for that are on inspiredchoices.network.com. You can find all the links in the show description, as well as you're going to um, be hearing some links as well during the show. So feel free to write them down, jot them down and connect. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about optimizing your health and sexual performance. Now, why on earth would we do that? Like we're looking at our bodies, right? Because our bodies are actually involved in sexual performance. Is that a surprise? I know. It's like, it's a little shocking, isn't it? How many people are like, wait, my body's involved? Uh, if I had a healthier body, I'd have a happier sexual life. What? How is that even possible? It's, it's amazing and surprising how many people do not stick those two pieces of the puzzle together. It's like they're foreign. Like this is sex. And somehow my genitals and all my pleasure zones are not connected to anything else. And there's no way they're connected to anything internal. No way is that going to happen. But if you don't have any education and we don't expect everybody to go out and get educated in anatomy or health or biology, get that. Today, you're going to get to have a little bit of an insight and view into what actually goes on in the body and why these things are, are being impacted. And one of the things that we talked about during the first segment of the show was some of the external environmental factors like different things like Wi-Fi that impact our bodies and why and how they do and what they're doing to our bodies. So we're going to uh, look at in this segment a little bit about what are we putting in them? What are we putting in them and sometimes on them too? Like there's a whole level of toxins that we're doing to our bodies that we don't even probably realize. And um, I know I was reading, oh no, I was, I like following you guys on Instagram and everybody should follow you guys on Instagram. You guys have great tips and tools on there. And uh, Dr. Alex one day was just really adamant. He's like, please, like everybody stop using fluoride toothpaste. And I was like, yes, hallelujah. Everybody please stop using fluoride toothpaste. But why? Like these things are so simple. Like the dental association tells us we need it. Like what's happening? So what are some of these things that we are? I mean, fluoride toothpaste, if you don't know about that, we can talk about that. Um, and, and other things that we might be putting in our body that are affecting them in ways, in similar ways that say that tech was that we didn't even know, like maybe we didn't even know they were having an impact. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I, I always just like to take a step back. And I think it's important to potentially talk about this, which I don't know, we don't have to necessarily go here all the way, but it's just important to understand, especially with the Western culture, is that many of the choices that are being made for your health are basically being made by the biggest political donors, which are large corporations in big pharma, big ag, and, um, and big food. So those three industries, they're making choices in terms of politics and in terms of funding, for example, like the FDA. The majority of new studies that are funded by the FDA are actually funded through pharmaceutical companies. So I think when you kind of understand that, it just paints maybe a little bit of a different picture is that your health may not be, it may not actually be their number one priority. Surprise, surprise. What? No way. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love us. Don't they love us? <laughs> I love it. We're getting political. I usually don't, but I love that we are. <laughs> this is well, great. yeah. And, and again, I, I don't consider this political. I just consider this understanding how the world actually works, in my opinion, of course, because if you understand that, then you can actually make educated decisions, which is about the toxins in your home, as we've already talked about. Is it about the toxins that you put on your skin through the cosmetic industry? 
Is it about the food that you put into your body and all of the chemicals they can add within the food supply and not communicate to you on the package? Is it about the seed oils that they put in the food? Like all of these things, right? So we could talk about all those if you want. We could go into like- We could talk about that for a whole year. I was going to say, I, I, I probably need about another eight hours here. Yeah, at <laughs> but, least eight hours, right? Well, we'll have you on for sure again. So let's look at some like really basic ones that when you look around, um, like let's start with fluoride, for example, because okay. I just I just started to get involved with this very interesting um, company called Primal Life Organics. And they have like a whole nice. interesting way of uh, using different products for, for uh, oral health, but other health as well. And they love sending out information about, please stop fluoride. And I'm like, all right, I'm talking to Colby today. Let's talk about fluoride. <laughs> yeah, so again, like fluoride is a really hot topic for me personally, um, but we're gonna start with fluoride. So let's, I think it's just important to start with this. What happened with fluoride is that it is an, it is a, byproduct of the fertilizer industry. Okay. And what happened in the sixties is that all of these farmers started to sue all of these major factories because they, all of their animals downstream that were consuming the water downstream were all dying. So the animals were all kaput. So instead the FDA allowed for us to take that same byproduct of the fertilizer industry, which is actually a petroleum, it's actually a petroleum based um, company. And they allowed that to be put in our water supply because they didn't know how to get rid of it. So again, if you understand that history, you don't have to know anything else. I could talk to you about like the scientific evidence. I could talk to you about all of the studies. I could talk to you about all of the politics that have gone all those choices. But again, for me, at least personally, I'd like to educate. I like to educate with history and emotion. So I feel like that is actually, that allows people to understand where things are coming from rather than for me to like pull up PubMed studies, which I can. Yeah, but there's loads. Most people don't, that's not how they interact with the world. So why would that, you know, be a topic of conversation? So I think if you understand that, then all you have to do is go to the store and buy fluoride-free toothpaste. Right. It's already there. There's a whole bunch of amazing brands that are already out there. Um, I'm involved with an amazing community. That's the Fluoride Action Network.org. They are. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. <laughs> yeah, they're actually. Of course you are. Yeah, they're actually. They're. Um, they're. They have a case against the FDA that's actually going to be at the Supreme Court by the end of the year. Um, wow. That's fantastic. So again, we'll have to see what happens, right? It's like courts are no different than any politics in my opinion as well. There's still some deep corruption that happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least the conversation is starting to be talked about. And again, so let's connect this all back mm-hmm. to your audience and how this can be impactful for your health. Is just that when you're intoxicating yourself consistently every day, through the water that you consume and through the water that you shower in, it's putting more toxins than your body can actually handle. And so what does your body do? Your body does everything in its power to try to excrete those toxins, but then it does not have enough energy to deal with its own metabolic waste. So over time, after years and years and years of exposure, what happens? You turn 45 and you're 
libido is extremely low, your energy is low, you don't enjoy life and you don't have a lot of pleasure because your body in terms of a, a physical sense doesn't have the capacity to throw off those toxins. So as you start to age, that happens where if you look at our ancestors, there was no such thing as aging, right? It's like, yeah, your skin changed a bit. Maybe your skin tone changed. Maybe your energy decreased as you got to the eighties or, or nineties, but overall your health didn't just drastically plummet as you started to age. I think aging is a myth as long as we treat our bodies with love and compassion and do all the things we have to do for our health. My husband swears that aging is a myth and he's decided and concluded that he's going to live to over 300. And I'm like, well, darling, then you need, you know, you need some shifts in your health regime here. It's always fun to be married to somebody who doesn't actually like follow what you do. (laughs) And I'm like, Hey, guess what? I could educate you on this, but Hey, it's cool. When you're ready, I'm there. So, but he, you know, it is, it's not just like a, a thing that people kind of joke about like you could live a really long time there there are there is evidence of people who have lived for a very long time like over a hundred years who live in very different um, environments and also eat very different foods than we do Um, one of my very favorite book references to that is this like amazing woman who lives in the Siberian taiga and her name is Anastasia. And in that book, she talks about her ancestors. And some of them are like, she's like, I don't know, they're maybe 200 years old. They're old and they can, they can be because of what they're eating in the environment they're in. Uh, so I, yeah, although a lot of people are like, she's not real. I'm like, that woman is so real. You don't even understand how real she is. So um I know that bodies can live a long time and they can be quite healthy. I had, we had a centenarian in my family. She lived to 106 and only at 105, she went into a nursing home and grew up on a farm. So she was eating all the food that they grew for at least the first 20 something years of her life. And when you get that really good start and you get some good, healthy microbiome happening, and you have some good gut health from the very get-go, you are going to have a heck of a lot better chance. Plus, you're going to have that habit um, going in, which is helpful as well. Um, I know there's there were studies done by a doctor who, no, it was a doctor, he was a scientist, and he took, and I can't remember what his name is, Pottinger maybe, and he took yeah. um, two studies of cats, and one study was that they fed the cats like raw, good animal food that the cats would eat naturally in their own environment and their four generations of cats were super healthy and the other one he fed some kind of processed food to and within four generations they couldn't reproduce anymore so this is part of also how nutrition impacts us and they they have done animal studies on this and they know that if we're eating these toxic foods eventually our bodies will not be reproducing so that whole sex factor is not even necessary if you don't have a drive for it and you can't even reproduce what's the point because a lot of our drive does come from the desire to reproduce so so, well, we're just going on different directions here, which is it. always fun because <laughs> this is how I roll. It's always like, follow the energy. Where are we going? Oh, we're going off into space. Awesome. Let's go there. <laughs> so we're going to head off to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? 
Lean In Now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today, we're looking at optimizing your health and optimizing your sexual performance, because yes, they actually go hand in hand. And I can't tell you how many times I have clients come in who and this has been happening ever since I opened my own practice. Um, I'll have guys come in and they're just like very funny and cute about it. And they're like, so I have a problem. And then they'll just look down at their genitals. And I'm like, okay, so you mean erectile dysfunction? They're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I can say it. Can you say it? Cause guess what? Let's, let's start with the words you're having is like erectile dysfunction, or maybe you're having something else going on. Let's find out. So it's funny though. I want to like, I want to know what it is, what it is about everybody who's so shy about this. If you had an earache, would you say that you have an earache? Or if you had, you know, a sinus infection, you'd probably admit to it. So people out there, if you do have something going on and you're like really shy about whether it's having, you know, you're like, my, I don't have libido, I can't get an erection, or if women, if you're having any sexual, what we call sexual dysfunction going on, 
this can actually be a sign of so many other things going on. Like most of the time when men come to me and they say, or don't say that they have erectile dysfunction, I'm like, first thing I want to check with you is your heart and how well is your heart functioning? Because so many times there's some heart conditions going on and there's usually other things going on. So these things all play together through your body, believe it or not, they play together. So these, all these parts, they're funny like that, right? They're not separate. So when I invited you on today to talk about optimizing um, health and sexual performance and all this fun stuff, is there something that you, like, uh, like I was just mentioning that I seem to have this trend of inviting um, men into my practice who have erectile dysfunction. Do you have a trend that you're seeing at all where people are shy or not shy maybe with you about discussing some of the things going on for them in terms of libido or drive or anything like that? Yeah, of course. Right. I think, uh, especially as, as our, just as our culture has evolved, um, mm -hmm. I think that the communication, especially around sex has been, it hasn't been very good. <laughs> I mean, so many people don't even understand or comprehend the amount of power that comes within the process of having sex and how you can actually transform that into health right? There's a whole process that takes place. And one of the things that I always like to chat about is if you just think about what it is, like it's this process to, to conceive life, to, to keep life moving on. It's literally the life force. And just think about how powerful that is. So if you can just start to do anything to help actually transform that into positive aspects for your health, it's going to lead to amazing outcomes. Absolutely. So are you finding, um, are you actually finding that trend as well that you're, you know, that people are now that people, the conversation is opening up a little bit more around um, whether it's libido or sex drive or erectile function or anything like that. Are you finding that there there's like some trends or consistencies with like I kind of mentioned like I've noticed that a lot of people do have there's often like a low functioning heart going on when there is erectile um, dysfunction I'm not sure if that's just a trend I'm seeing but is that something that um, that you also see do you see any trends in your practice with anything like that yeah I was I mean I think as you've already mentioned I've found consistently that if if there, if I'm treating a patient and there's some serious, let's call them concerns they're having sexually, that almost always ties one-on-one -on -one with some sort of trauma that they've experienced within their past, usually within their childhood. Um, and that's probably the biggest trend that I've seen. And that's one that I tend to see pretty consistently. How about you? Have you seen that trend uh, as well? Oh, hundred um, percent. Especially with women, uh, yeah. there's usually trauma that they've never spoken about. And I have a lot of women who come and secretly I'm the person they tell about the trauma. So mm -hmm. there, there is a lot of that where there's been so much shame around it as well. And there's uh, oftentimes it's trauma that's been um, usually in family are involved as well. And so sometimes it's that they are so shame because they still live like across the street from the person who did that. Mm. So they're living in front of it constantly. Uh, so there's that, um, there's that for sure. And 
uh, also there tends to be, um, because of that trauma that never gets resolved, there tends to be a lot of other things going on, like what, what uh, the other parts of the medical system would call autoimmune dysfunctions, right? So yeah. those tend to kick in as well. Um, and looking at that from different perspectives, it's always something that hasn't been resolved. There's always an underlying conflict that hasn't been resolved usually. Um, and even the heart stuff is, is a, a thing that has to do with unresolved conflict usually as well. And we tend to mistreat our bodies when we're living in trauma because we just are just trying to get by. So when you're working with people who have experienced trauma, what are some of the, the your go-to tools that you use? Um, of course, it changes all the time as a holistic when, when you're a holistic practitioner, nothing is like exactly the same for everybody, yeah. but um, sometimes there are some go-to tools. And what are some of the ones that you work with, with your patients when they're, when they've have gone through that trauma? Yeah. So I think for us, the most powerful tool that we actually use is a specific questioning that we use with any patient, which is the ability to ask open-ended questions without using why. So, so being like, well, why'd that happen? Well, it's like, Hey, well, what about that experience made you feel that way? Or how did that experience make you feel? Or how are you holding on to that experience? And so our initial health history, which is just our initial appointment with any client that we have anywhere between like an hour to an hour and a half, where we really ask open-ended questions to try to allow for the person to start to start to untangle themselves and try to find the solution themselves. Mm -hmm. CBT, I think has its place and like that type of therapy can be okay. But oftentimes I feel like that's still an allopathic approach. It's still oftentimes is putting a bandaid on the problem. So for us, number one has to be that number two has to be homeopathy, which is basically it's a, it's been around for hundreds of years. It's an energetic type medicine where you're using again, specific frequencies to basically allow the body to start to, to start to balance out. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. And so each person can be prescribed a specific homeopathic, which is either an animal, a flower, a plant, which has its own essence, right? It has its own energy. And so depending on the picture and depending on how per- the person presents, you can give them a specific frequency that they need, which will allow their entire physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies to start to align. Beautiful. I'm a huge fan of homeopathy. I've been using it probably since I was a kid. I don't know, because my mom (laughs) has been into things her whole life. And also my grandfather was, uh, was a like a family physician, but he trained in the 1940s. And a lot of the medicines that he learned were not like antibiotics, he learned all of the homeopathic medicines. So he was very adorable in his like eighties or so. And, and I was like opening books on homeopathy and studying. He's like, Oh, I have that. He had this like crazy little cabinet in his house and he made his own remedies. And it was like really cool. And he's like, come look at my cabinet. I'm like, how have I been in your house my whole life? And I lived there and I never realized you had this secret freaking pharmacy under the <laughs> stairs. It was the coolest thing. He had like, you name it. He had some stuff that was dangerous in there too. I'm like, grandpa, why do you have nitroglycerin in here? But he had all kinds of crazy stuff happening in his pharmacy. So I think it's like been so generational for me in my life to be using all um, kind of 
a totally different approach to house along with my grandmother on my um my Slavic side uh she was like a natural born witch doctor and she could like pick any plant and slap it on you and you'd just heal and you know she'd be like oh cut it but you have to cut it with a certain knife and you have to cut it this way and then I was like man but you just followed her instructions because she was onto something and she always got something uh going and she could always you know she could change a fever in five minutes by just slapping some stuff on you here's some lard on your feet and here's some this and here's some and you're like okay i feel better that was amazing i smell really bad but i feel really good <laughs> so, <laughs> she was awesome so what actually had inspired you to get into the field of natural medicine and being a naturopath yeah, that's, an, that's a really interesting question. So I kind of had a little bit of a unique story is that my mom and dad actually, um, they owned a pharmaceutical company for many years. Um, and so from that experience, my dad was the head of research. My mom and her partner actually started the company back in, I don't know, 86, I believe, or maybe 88. Um, and so the company grew. And as it grew, my dad was basically doing all of this research for what drugs were coming to market um, in what time frame. And what they were really talented at is uh, they, were, they knew how to basically get the drugs to individuals that had specific insurance, because obviously if more people could use their insurance to get the drugs, the drug companies would make more money. So from that whole experience, my parents, who I respect and cherish to the highest degree, they saw the unethical industry, I would say, as a whole, and they knew that they couldn't partake in it anymore. And so ultimately, they sold their company after my dad's dad passed away in the hospital from a medical error which is actually the third leading cause of death, right, is medical errors. And so from that experience, my dad went back and became a chiropractor. At, he graduated at 52. And that inspired myself and my family to basically seek out holistic primary care doctor who I saw my entire teens to adult life now. That's awesome. I never actually knew that backstory about you. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. story. So your parents actually had total, they, they were in it. They knew what was going on in the pharmaceutical industry. And that was 30 odd years ago. So, and it's only gotten more corrupt. Hmm, fantastic. Surprise, surprise. They got out <laughs> in a good time, right? They really did. Yeah. That is really wild. Okay. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. It's our last commercial break before the end of the show. So um, I want to thank everybody for listening, but come on back because we still have um, one more segment to go. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today, we're talking about optimizing your health in order to optimize your pleasure and your sex performance, sexual performance. Wasn't that fantastic? What a great thing to be doing is optimizing our sexual performance. It doesn't mean that you're going to have to walk around horny all the time, but wouldn't it be awesome if you were feeling that kind of vitality of aliveness that you do just want to have sex 24 seven, but then you can convert that energy into other things that are productive as well. Like what a great thing to have. So if you'd like to do that, how fun would that be? And if you'd like to talk and work with some experts on that, there's some funny secret comments going on in the chat room about that. <laughs> so so um, if, if you would uh, like to be working with Dr. Colby, um, Dr. Colby, can you let them everybody know how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you're interested, you can go to our website, havenholistichealth.com and schedule a free consultation. That's where we start with, with anybody. We have a few different offerings that we have, and we'll just have an open conversation about where you're at, some of your health concerns, some of your health goals, and then we'll help you make sure you can make the best educated choice to whatever that is for you. And definitely give us a follow on our social media as well. Haven Holistic Health. We'd love to produce, at least I think it's kind of fun to produce entertaining content that may also help you consistently make those positive choices to impact your health in the way that it should. We should all be thriving on this planet, not just surviving. Colby, are you guys on TikTok as well? I think we are now. We have a social media manager. I think I've seen Dr. Alex on there. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. 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 Maybe like something. He did like a funny video, like he was being an investigator or something. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) So we're going to get the links to that um, up for for everybody as well. So you can find them on TikTok um, for their entertaining videos, but also um, Instagram is really a great place to follow them and connect with them and, you know, book that session and see what it's like, see what's going to optimize your health, you know, and it doesn't just have to be that your target is sexual performance, but the cool thing about it is when your health is optimized, so is your sexual performance. There are a few things though, and we have a a couple more minutes to chat about this is, so we kind of talked about environmental impacts. We talked about some of the toxins that might be going in our bodies from different products we're taking, like foods and water and, you know, chemicals from toothpaste. And there's something else, movement, like what kind of movement do people need to be doing in order to have their bodies functioning? I mean, could you just sit around all day on the sofa eating potato chips and have like a totally optimized sexual performance life? I would say probably not. Yeah, I would say probably not. I mean, just again, I, I know I've already chatted about this a handful of time, but how did our ancestors look? Our ancestors on average walked nine miles a day. So that's, that was their average. <laughs> just think about that. Like, I don't know that many folks that even walk like five miles a day. 
right? No. And so, right, with movement, how does that impact your sex, right? That allows for the oxygen to flow to your cells. It allows for the carbon dioxide to be excreted. It allows for your lymph to pump, which basically drains all of your toxins. So all of these things allow for your sexual performance and just your overall performance of your body to do what it's supposed to do. So many people ask me, they're like, well, I don't know where to start. I said, go outside, put down your phone, get some vitamin D and go for a walk. You don't have to even know how long it is. You just go out and enjoy the sounds of nature and move your body. That's all you, that's all you have to do. I love it. And you recently did a video. I don't even know when this was, but I remember seeing it because I was like, Hey, I recommend that to people too. Walking backwards is actually a really great way to also bring in the oxygen. And it does it a lot faster than walking forwards. The, The reasoning I do it is because of part of the body work that I learned is that when you walk backwards, not only do you walk with more, um, you, you're actually more present in your walking and you can become more aware of the way that your feet land too. So your foot lands in a different way and it aligns your spine and it'll actually get rid of a lot of pain. But um, uh, what I loved was that one of the things you mentioned on that video was like 100 steps backwards is like equivalent to, I think you said a thousand, a thousand steps, steps forward. forward. Yep. So if you don't have a lot of time, in the day, at least go outside and get your hundred steps backwards in and see how your body feels with that. Cause as it adds up, oh, I had, I had a friend once that wrote this. She's like, if you did three push-ups a day, think about how many you would do by the end of the year, like a thousand. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You're right. <laughs> and she's like, if you don't even do three a day, you've got zero in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's the little things and they add up over time and getting those hundred steps in um, is fantastic. And yes, some movement um, rather than lethargy, having our lymphatic straining is so important. And your lymphatics don't drain when you're sitting on the sofa. They just don't. It's not their nature. <laughs> so, so you could just sit there and let them ferment and like have things pool in them. Cool. If that turns you on, you go for that, you know, do it, do whatever turns you on. But if actually what turns you on is being healthier, definitely connect with Dr. Colby and he will get you back on track. I want to thank you for showing up for one. That's awesome. It was a bit of a fun uh, fandangling that we had to do to make this work, but it did work in the end and it's great. Um, Be super grateful for you and to Alex um, as you guys are part of my lives. And I'm so grateful for that and your contribution to the show today. So thank you so much. And everybody go out, find them, follow them. And remember to follow me too. So on YouTube, I just recently put up a new channel for the pleasure zone and there's over 300 episodes. I now have them in categories, which is super exciting to me. So if you just want to look at things, go there. Thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist, Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.